Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. My name is Gio, and I'm joined by, as always, by Just Johnny. How's it going? It's going good! Excellent, excellent. If this is the first time listening to the show, we are from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we're just catching up on some news. Um, We do have something we're going to be doing a little bit different. We have uh, played a game... At the same time, and we're just gonna kind of do a little review for it. We'll we'll let you know the uh, you'll see the name of the the game probably in the in the title of this episode. Um, you know what? Heck with it. It's morbid. Uh, morbid is it the morbid the seven acolytes? Okay, so we'll let you know our thoughts on that as um as well as we're gonna be discussing what our most anticipated games for the upcoming year. This is the end of the year, so we're gonna be finishing out. Um, and we want to we want to let you guys know what we're anticipating, and we'd like you guys to chime in as well um, by maybe hitting us up on Twitter at SwitchRPG. You can hit us up on the YouTubes, the Discords, all the links at SwitchRPG.com. Johnny, yeah, what are you, what are you playing? Uh, I am continuing to play the Jet Lancers. Uh, Jet Lancer. Okay. Uh, just. Really good. It scratches that arcade itch uh, that I have every now and then. So good stuff. Uh, continuing to uh, get through Ogre Battle 64. And oh, man, just I love that game. Nice. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, nice. So continuing on that, uh, that I, I those two games kind of I didn't put in too much time into uh, because other games I'll be mentioning that I've been playing and I've been putting in a lot of time. So Morbid being one of them, mm-hmm. uh, put in a, a good uh, amount of time into Morbid. Uh, I'll I'll skip over that one. I, I uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. I've been I just very recently today uh, started to play uh, as Sephiroth just released. So Sephiroth is a playable character. Started to play as Sephiroth and. Definitely uh, got got handed. <laughs> shown, <laughs> I got shown the door on the online uh, competitive stuff. So uh, it was, I, I think it was kind of a unique way, right? Like you got to play him earlier, right? If you if you if you beat, beat him, him. Yep. if you beat him, okay. Yeah, you have to you have to have the fighter pass or buy the Sephiroth specific DLC, and if you do that, the release date is a week from or. I think about a week from now, okay. but if you beat him in the challenge, which What's you're going to beat him in the challenge, it's so easy. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you have three different difficulty settings, and and you can just set it to easy, which is like, I don't know, you, you have to... Way too easy. You have to like not touch your controller in order to lose. It's, it's like that <laughs> easy. Uh, I, I beat the hardest, the very hard, which... I thought was supposed to be hard, but I had an easy time with that too. Maybe it was because I was playing as Ridley, and Ridley is the final boss. Like Rid- Ridley's the ultimate boss, so that's the probably ultimate. why. Yeah. 
Well, maybe uh, they just so, wanted you to beat it so you could have Sephiroth early. Uh, so I, I did that, and, and the stage is uh, it's very spoilery with Final Fantasy stuff. Okay. Uh, and they added uh, like nine Final Fantasy tracks, music tracks. Oh, wow. And they all sound really good. Uh, some of them are rearrangements um, of of existing songs, so it, so there's a very different sound to it. So good stuff there. Uh, that was very recent. Uh, the two games I have been playing a lot of, one of them is Near Automata. Okay, yeah, I hear and, a lot about that. Yes, and I have beaten that game twice. All right. Uh, you're supposed to beat it, uh, I believe, five times. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, so you beat the. F- I don't. I don't, don't want to call it act because it, it it does resolve itself. You beat the game the first time. The credits roll and everything, and then at the end of the credits, a message pops up from Square Enix that says, "Oh, hey, by the way, we made this game uh, with the intention that you will play it again. And when you play it again, things are going to be very different. So we encourage you to try it out." I'm like, "Okay." And I knew this was going to happen, so so I'm like, okay, all right, cool, interesting message. And then I fired up again, and things are pretty different. Uh, I mean, they are very different, but uh, but they're not like as different from the first run. Okay. So I beat that, and then I fired up again, and things are drastically different. How how is <laughs> first two? When you say different, how how is it different? Okay, so when you play it the second time, you're playing as a completely different character. Okay. The, the character that was your sidekick on the first playthrough is the character that you play as, and their perspective is the perspective of the same story that you experienced, except when that character is not around, they're doing something else, and you get to see what they're doing. Also, ah, that character okay. has a different set of gameplay mechanics. Uh, they have a hacking uh, gameplay mechanic uh, that, that, the, that the first character just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So that cre- is a very diff- fundamentally different thing. And also, the character is not as capable in melee combat as the, main char- as the, the first character. And then the third character is kind of like the first character, but the third character takes place pretty much that third run takes place immediately after the ending of the first two. So now the storyline legitimately continues from there and goes into like bonkers land (laughs) in in a very good way, in a very good way. The game is great. It is great. It was it was great from the first from the first playthrough from from the first the first ending. Yeah. And it was more uh, it was good for the second run only because there was like a little bit too much overlap on sim- similar things. Just a little bit. Not nothing crazy. It was more than it was more than fine to deal with because it was interesting. And mm. I knew that there was going to be more to come. And also that that second run. Only t- took me like five hours or something like that. Uh, so it's bad. very it's quick because you're going through the same content. You know where to go for everything. So going through it again, you could just breeze right through it. And then doing it the then this third run that I'm on now, 
it's it's a it's the story continues so everything's very very new and very different and the enemies are different and it's just it's just great it's just a fantastic weird very weird rpg action open world action rpg just very very weird and awesome nice it's a by the way it's it's a collaboration between uh platinum games and square enix that made it do so you see it, the do you see the platinum games influence there absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they i think they they did most they they developed most of the game i think square probably helped out with like i don't know like music and and maybe like art and uh definitely the the publishing side of things yeah but yeah it it's uh it reminds me of uh astral chain uh and Bayonetta, it reminds me of those things, but like it's very distinctly an RPG, very RPG. Okay, uh, but in in the good ways. So there's that. Just having a blast. I'm gonna continue. I'm definitely gonna be that game. That's probably gonna be the very next game I'm gonna be. Is gonna be near Automata. That or Ogre Battle Six Four. One of those two games I'm gonna beat next. And then the main game I've been playing, uh, or the other main game I've been playing is Cyberpunk 2077. On PC. So, on PC, okay. On PC. I've been playing that. And yes, that game is buggy. Buggy, 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 buggy. <laughs> so buggy. And I'm playing on a good PC. Like, the game runs pretty. Yep. It looks, visually, it looks real good. It runs at 60 frames per second. Uh, so I'm not, like, complaining at all about the graphics. But I am going to complain about the graphics because it took me a lot of effort on my side to get the graphics to look good. Well, that is is also like you living as a PC gamer, like that's part of your like. No. Yes, that's part of your deal. No, 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 that's not normal. It's not. No, I have never had to play around with overclocking and changing, uh, enabling or disabling uh, graphics. directly on my graphics card features uh mm. rendering features i've never had to do that before that was a very first time thing and i did it in order to get the game to to run nice and smooth and and pretty and all that yeah. but i should not have to do that that game is very buggy it's also buggy for other reasons too and also there's like the gameplay is good but it's like nothing other than the hacking stuff which is definitely unique uh there's nothing that's like overly standing out as as being like the the running gun gameplay uh and hide behind cover type stuff there's nothing new there the stealth mechanics nothing new there the dialogue system is not a good dialogue system it's not a bad one it's just it's more like mass effect but yeah like, it was definitely the something. dialogue system was definitely better in the witcher 3 that's for sure yeah yeah witcher 3 had yeah i'm with you witcher 3 uh I mean, uh, Divinity way better. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just saying like CD Projekt Red has done a better job with their dialogue system, yeah. and it was done in The Witcher Three. Yeah, and it it's also the the way things play out. It's a little bit too like Hollywood scripted action type thing. That's another thing that was a little bit discarded. It's not bad. It's just. Uh, I I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, I guess I should have expected that because it has Keanu Reeves in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I probably should expect that. The big the big turnoff for me though is the AI. The AI is garbage. The enemy yeah. AI. So yeah. that's that's the big one that 
is turning me off from wanting to like fully immerse myself in there. And I, I doubt like they'll fix the bugs, but I doubt they're going to fix the AI. And that's the thing that, that is making me a little bummed out on it. Cause I, I was definitely looking forward to the game. The game's still great. Good. Right good. now it's good. Yeah. When they fix, the, when they fix the bugs, it'll be great. Uh, but it's never going to be amazing. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you there. Cause I've also been playing, I've been playing on the Xbox series X. Um, I, I mean, I haven't had any, I, the game has crashed a couple of times on me. That's a hard uh, crash. Yeah. Hard crash goes right back to my dashboard. That's, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, I've, I've come across some audio uh, bugs. I'm um, also, Hey, um, I can hear myself. Uh, echo yep um sorry um yeah i had a few audio glitches where i was taking on like a sub boss i guess part of a, like a gig or whatever um and you can hear her breathing um during the combat and that continued for i don't need, i i thought she hacked me like legitimately um because i continued to hear that breathing that heavy breathing an hour after gameplay, I'm like, all right, well, looks like I lost quite a bit of gameplay. I had to reload a previous save file. Um, but I, I feel like we're in early access basically, uh, with cyberpunk. Yeah, now, I... it, obviously it's having problems running on PS4, um, especially the early versions, even the early versions of the Xbox one, um, uh, Xbox just today also announced that they're doing, um, uh, refunds. Uh, so it's PlayStation doing digital refunds, Xbox doing digital refunds. I just also saw another thing with Best Buy taking back physical copies, which is a first. Uh, I haven't seen that done in quite a while. So Best Buy is doing it. Um, CD Projekt Red is taking a big hit on this. And, you know, maybe they should have delayed it again or given themselves a lot more cushion than what they really thought they needed. Because originally this game was supposed to come out like, what was it, April of this year? So they delayed it a couple of times in between, but essentially they delayed it, uh, what is it, eight months? It needed at least six to, another six to eight months, at least. At least. Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely should have delayed it. Delaying is the right answer because this is such a bad, bad taste in everyone's mouth. It's... In, and I'm playing it on the best platform. I'm playing it on PC. Right. And I didn't get any crashes, yet it's still buggy and 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 just it it's buggier to to let those who haven't experienced it uh yet, it's buggier than Bethesda RPGs. <laughs> buggier than Skyrim and Fallout. Yeah. It certainly uh, reminds you of Bethesda games, you know, with their quirkiness and their bugginess and, and whatnot, and their old engine. This is like a pretty new engine that they're they're working on. They just needed a lot more time. They really yeah. did. And it's too bad. What else have you been playing? Um, I've been I've been playing Dark Souls Remastered still. I'm still kinda working through that. I um I tried to get into Immortals. Um, Phoenix Rising, I'm not sure I don't know what it is with that game it's just, it's not hitting me it's it's not getting to me I, I played for maybe 5 hours or so 
I don't know. I, I just don't think it's for me. I, I think the voice acting is, is God awful. The humor or the comedy is just so cheesy, not funny, off putting. Uh, so, and the combat is, is okay. It's, it's pretty solid. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a very safe RPG, open world RPG, but it's just, just not for me. Just not for me. Um, at least least it ain't buggy. No, (laughs) no bugs. But you know what? In, in saying all this with, with the bugginess, I still look forward to playing. I, I, I have over I think I'm at 25 hours, so it's not stopping me. I am still enjoying and enjoying, you know, exploring the city, uh, doing a lot of the side missions because I, I haven't really advanced the story that much. Um, I'm doing a ton of side stuff, but it, it uh, is, I'm, it is a buggy mess though. Uh, I'm, I'm all, almost with you. And when we're talking again about cyberpunk 2077, Right. I'm almost with you too. Uh, I I I do want to continue playing it, but uh, I also want to like wait for for major fixes to occur. Yeah, I don't know that you'll get major fixes. I mean, I I hope that you'll get me. I think it's just going to be a lot of incremental fixes. Like there was one today. I, I don't know what the fixes were. But you're gonna. It's one point zero five, one point zero six. You know that's we're getting incremental fixes. I'm assuming they're working on a lot of the bigger game breaking stuff. Well, uh, what was the fix you got today? Was it one zero four? One zero five. One zero five. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, it literally, oh. I, I hopped on just before we started recording here and I, there yep. was an update. So I didn't, now, I didn't check for that. Yeah. It was for PC and for Xbox. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I I mean, like I said, I'm I'm still in and enjoy and I'm I'm enjoying it. So it's just uh just stinks, you know. Cause it's definitely one I was really anticipating. So and and for it to come out like this. Ugh. Uh right. So I I think might right now maybe a good time to maybe do the review. What do you think? Yeah, let's do the review. Yeah, so, I mean. I'm all I'm all discombobulated anyways. I, I, I have the wrong hat on. Usually I wear a Nintendo hat. I have new headphones that I just got. These they're they're okay, I guess. You're I missing shaved, a beard. I shaved my face. Like <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> all right, so this point in the podcast, what we're gonna try and do anyway is we're gonna try and play games together. Uh basically you we you know, I, I pick this one, you'll pick the next one. We play a game. And we kind of review it. So this week is Morbid, the Seven Acolytes. Uh, let me just get some information on this here. This was released December 3rd. It is uh, published by Merge Games and developed by Still Running. Um, if you're not familiar with Morbid, it is a top-down, not top-down, isometric, uh, pixel art. Kind of like, maybe they're trying to be Souls-like here. But, um... Yep. So I'll let, I'll let you... Let you start off we'll maybe go with the the narrative what were your thoughts on on the narrative here uh so it doesn't really give you much uh story it's not it's not a directed story game it's about and i and i i definitely like this about about the game uh 
Uh, it does the same thing that Metroid Prime did long ago and that the Souls games are known for where uh, you discover the story and you discover it through lore and, uh, of I- within the item descriptions and uh, and as you sort of explore the game, you you get that lore as you go, and you can go to the the save points, and they have a, a section there where you can like look up. I don't know, it's, think of it like an encyclopedia of sorts. You can look or, up a whole or, bunch of different things. Yeah, it's like a bestiary be- kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you can read up not only on the creatures and their descriptions, but uh, different lore that that explains the various things that that go on in the world and different like gameplay mechanics and how those things relate to the lore within the world so it it unfolds at a very nice pace and yeah there is npcs that also tell you stuff just like in souls like games but they don't they definitely don't tell you enough they give you some information and then you uh which is enough to sort of for you to figure out where to go and then you get the rest of the information like as you play and as if you are inquisitive you'll get the lore it's there waiting for you uh it's not going to it's not but you got to access it it's not going to access you whatever whatever that means right <laughs> right right now don't get me wrong like the the lore is there to fill in the space of um of the story so when when you're when you start playing the game basically uh you're you're trying you're basically a fighter that's been training to defeat these seven acolytes right yep and that's just the basic premise there so then the these these bits of information come in uh with like you were saying with uh, as you discover so um some some of the npcs do give you some of that but i didn't really find that they they really introduced a lot of the story bits. They just had their own things going on. Yeah, you're you're like one. It's it's like one of those things where you're the last of a certain type of people that yeah. that uh and and I guess the people that live on this island or whatever it is. I, I think it's an island. Yeah. Uh, they're dying off because you know the acolytes are pretty much killing everything around and 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 inhabiting and, and controlling everything and there there's everyone's you know dying and suffering and or becoming these weird creature things or whatever and they're relying on i forgot what these people used to be but they're they're you're pretty much one of the last ones mm-hmm. or or if not the last one and you're they're hoping on you being able to defeat the acrolytes but it's like they they know it's and the undertone is that is that you're gonna fail. They know you're gonna fail. Right. That's what. Right. So in terms of story, it it does an okay job. It tries to. Um, essentially I think it does re- a good job on the story. Yeah, it, it tries to replicate what what Dark Souls does in terms of giving you what you want to get out of it, basically. Yeah, and and there's a lot there. Uh, for I I think it does a good job. Uh, there's no voice acting. But other than that, I think it does do a good job giving you plenty to learn about for the world and just just weird mundane consumable items in the game will have a fairly good lore write up on it that Mm -hmm. fits well with the rest of the world and how the world operates. So 
it's it's I think it's done pretty well. Yeah. Okay. So um let's jump into really what souls like games are. Uh basically there I, I feel like a lot of it is is combat. Okay. Or the let's just get into the gameplay here. Uh, yeah. in ter- in terms of combat, I I had a bit of an issue with with the combat. Uh I I, I almost want to say maybe maybe it's the perspective of the game that had that that made it have an issue with me. For example, obviously Dark Souls is a 3D uh it's it's very different. It's a, it's a it's a, a 3D game. Where when I look at other games that try to do the Souls like thing with the stamina, basically stamina based combat, um Salt and Sanctuary, uh it's it's a yep. side scroller. So yep. you have you have a different perspective there where this one is an isometric and I don't know that it I don't know that the combat relays well to what they were trying to do. That's just No, they they failed very hard on and there's a very key thing that they failed on. They failed on the animations of of how the attacks look and matching that more importantly to the hitbox the animations are not they're not the best of the animation it's not that the animation itself is bad it's just the direction of the attacks that play out in as the character as the attack gets animated it gives you a certain indication of what is going to be susceptible to being hit or not hit as right. well as not just for your character but for the enemies as well but what actually happens is the hitbox that occurs, which is an invisible thing uh, that players don't see, the hitbox that that actually uh, tracks whether or not your your attack or the enemy's attack hits each other uh, is completely different from the animation. Yeah. So, and that that's the biggest one of the biggest problems in this in this game and in its combat is that they don't sync up very well at all. There are there are you have a way bigger hitbox than what your than what your weapon is conveying. Right. Enemies have some at sometimes have smaller hitboxes or way bigger hitboxes than what their attacks convey and a lot of that changes depending on if you're swinging up or down or left or right. Right. So that's so inconsistent. So that's what I mean about like the perspective really kind of changing the way the combat looks and looks and feels like you have, like, like you were just saying, it's really inconsistent as to where you are positionally on on the map. Um, when you're fighting an enemy or, or whatever, I just had a hard time with, with that in in general. Yeah. Uh, Just trying to figure that out. I wouldn't say it's the perspective because you've, played and, and love games, action RPGs like this that have the same perspective like uh, Secret of Mana. Mm. Like they, they have the same type of perspective. It's just one is has the polish and quality element to its combat system where it's very refined. And this one clearly doesn't. They they put in a a good enough or or it works kind of mentality and into the combat system when it needed 
lots of sophistication and lots of polish and refinement, and they decided not to go that route. Probably because it would have required them redoing some of their animations, attack yeah. animations for uh, the characters, but more importantly for the enemies. And right. that is a that that's a big budget drop, right? That's not something that that coders are going to be able to fix. They need to get the code. Not only do they have to get the coders involved, they got to get the coders involved, and they got to get the artists involved at a minimum. Right. Yeah, I had I had a bit of an issue with uh, with some of the some of the combat, and, and and like I wasn't sure like what attacks were going to hit me, when they were going to hit me. So it was a bit of a bit of a situation there. Um, one of the things that you're also given is uh, a form of ranged combat in in terms of uh, of guns, but it's very very limited uh, in. <laughs> into what you can do and essentially it's kind of an added aspect that probably didn't even need to be added to be honest with you uh what did you what did you think on the ranged combat yeah it was very unnecessary uh it it did offer when i remember to use it it did give me an option to (laughs) to take out enemies that were almost dead but other than that it was kind of meaningless yeah. Uh, I I barely used it. I, I don't think I I used it for the first acrylite. I didn't even use it for the second acrylite. Although it might have been useful. The second acrylite by the way is broken. It it's yes. just such a ridiculously hard fight and that's where I just gave up on the game. Like it it was it was unfairly hard. The uh the time uh, that it it gives you to react to attacks mm-hmm. is so minimal, uh, and you have to be so precise. And even then, the boss can attack as frequent as you can dodge, giving you almost no opportunity it's to way, dodge yeah. and attack as way a too react. Fast. That yeah, second acrylite is where I is where I dropped from the game. Like it was, it was too overbearing. Yeah, it was way too overbearing. Yeah, and the game itself is not hard, except for that second acrylite. That second acrylite was where it was. It was just a massive difficulty spike, but not in a good way. It, it was a diff, difficulty spike because it was so unpolished and so bad at giving you control. Because the controls themselves and how how the combat works and how the hitboxes work uh, was just so so bad in 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 hitbox design, the the timing uh, of attacks, lingering hitboxes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you get past that that boss? I I did. Uh, it took me a long time. <laughs> it yeah. took it took me a while. Um, I'm, I'm about, I'm about, uh, almost at the third acolyte, I feel. Uh, so yeah, it's, we got, I think we got a big enough taste of the game to know what, what we're going to get at that, at this point. Right. Yeah. And and it's also very repetitive too. Uh, Yeah. the areas that you go to, they're not as diverse as you would like them to be, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially the pier area. Uh, the caves too. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I forget about the garden was probably the worst one. Yeah, they're, that they're all garden one. 
yeah, the maze thing is just you 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 weren't sure what you could traverse or not. Uh, that that sort of stuff. Every kind of everything kind of just blended in. Um, but I do wish there was more in terms of range combat. Maybe not so much magic, but like more to your guns, th- things things of that nature. Yeah, I agree. What, what what were your thoughts on the progression system? It was uh thought I it thought was, I lost you for a second. <laughs> yeah, it it was buggy. It was it was very um it was it was very basic. Like I didn't know when I was going to get skill points. Like I had no idea um when when that was going to happen. It just just kind of happened or you get a skill point and in and what you can upgrade was very again uh you can upgrade your health bar stamina how fast your stamina regenerates and i'm i'm forgetting one or two things well well, you upgrade the what are they runes or blessings they're blessings yeah Yeah. upgrade the blessings and then the blessings like you'll get a blessing that increases your max health and then you can level up that blessing uh, as you dump more skill points into it, but the way that you, uh, how it uh, indicates the amount of skill points you have to put into a blessing, so the, confusing. The, it it doesn't make sense at all, at all. I know as you progressively put points into a blessing, you they cost more skill points. Uh, I know that is a thing. I just didn't know when that happened. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no indication as to what things cost, you know, it was, it was so weird. I didn't, um, with it, I didn't know how much things cost. And there were times where I dumped in some points. I couldn't dump in, t- dump in anymore because the next level up for a blessing was whatever it was. It cost four or five points. I don't know because it didn't indicate to me. Right. And then I quit out of, uh, of that menu. I go back into the menu and I can level up that same rune. <laughs> It was weird. Like I said, it's buggy or glitched in some way. Right. And, and and it took a while for you to even get to that point in the game, too. I want to say it was right before the first Acolyte that... Um, no, that it was you right were... after. Was it right after? Yeah, you start getting the blessings right after the first Acolyte. That's right. You are right. And so it, it took a while before that. And then I'm like, I'm like, when am I going to be able to... I'm getting all these skill points. When yeah. am I going to be able to use them? I'm getting all these runes. Now the runes, what they are, they're upgrades to your weapons. Um, I was getting all these runes. I'm like, when am I going to be able to use these? Like, (laughs) were you able to use yours? Yeah, apparently. And the game doesn't really uh, convey this at all. You use them immediately. So you can't use them when they're in your menu? No, you can. Yeah, you. But the game doesn't doesn't. indicate this at all and that kind of upset me but i mean i i figured it out relatively early but yeah you can you can utilize them immediately as soon as you pick up those runes you can sock it you you dump them into your weapon it doesn't work for me then it should i, uh, I, I forgot I, how i had to do it but see i yeah. sel- i selected my runes and you're able to like kind of pick it up it works like the resident evil inventory system you kinda pick your, it up yep and then yeah. you drop it right onto your weapon it it doesn't work. It just it clangs. It makes a clanging sound, and it never never goes onto my weapon. Uh, well, your weapon needs to have 
sockets. Yep. It on looks it. it looks like it has sockets. Um, I have some of the boss weapons. Um, I think they have sockets. And the sockets have to be empty. It, it doesn't tell me <laughs> if they're I, they look empty. I don't know. Well, if I, you hover over, hover I've, over, you'll notice if if there's like yeah, gems in it or not. I, I've tried it on a number of swords, and I've tried it on a number of weapons, and I still couldn't get that those runes to go onto anything. Um, so I don't know if it's a a bug on my end or if I'm just doing something wrong. I have I have no idea. Um, I, the, that that weapon drop system and the runes, the weapons and the runes. That's that is different from Souls-like games, because you got RNG uh, loot drops. You got loot. You got random loot. Yeah. So, and they can have uh, different properties to them, uh, especially the gems, and you can get different rarities of of gear. So... Yeah. Well, Dark Souls does do that as well. They don't do it with the, like, specific, like, a gear um won't have random properties they'll have the same properties but it won't always drop for you do you know what i mean yeah that's not yeah, yeah. uh randomized loot not random loot drops randomized yeah. yes 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 okay yeah um so what else can we talk about more like let's talk about aesthetically it's good looking but not as good looking and it seems like the best looking part of the game is the opening and it just gets uglier as you progress and not in a good way because man the that garden area was ugly the the maze the maze yeah that garden maze it was, it was just ugly it was just not pleasant at all yeah yeah there there wasn't much um contrast there so everything really kind of you know like i said blend blended in but you're right the beginning area uh, minus the dock area, uh, looked really good. I will say that the the enemy design is interesting. The boss design, I think, is really really cool. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's the 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 boss design, pixel art designs look really really good. Um, what else? The the music is forgettable. I think it's more atmospheric type of stuff. It's garbage. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's it, it's a little less than serviceable, I would say. I, w- I wish there was more to it. But you again, even in Souls-like fashion, you generally get the music feels when you're doing the boss fights. So I think they took a little bit of that and, and put it into uh, Morbid here. Um, yeah, but they, uh, I, I just don't like the their choice because it's the music you're hearing most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's not, to me, it's, it just loops very quickly and it's not it's not interesting at all to listen to and it it gets old because it it has that that it's trying to play up that atmosphere that horror atmosphere feel yeah and because of the short loop it just becomes monotonous yeah yeah okay you got anything else to, left to say on morbid here yeah, it's it's a big shame that the game didn't turn out not even close to what I was hoping it was going to turn out. It's it's a game that needed way more time refining and polishing pretty much everything. Yeah. But most importantly, the combat. Uh, 
it just doesn't feel right at all. And I'm I'm okay with the slow slowness of the combat. It's really those hitboxes that is just terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to agree. Do you want to do you want to score this on a base ten? How, how do you want to do this? Sure, we can do a, a, a zero to a one hundred, but on the ten point scale. Okay, so why don't we just do base ten or one through ten? Because I want to do you know like a, a point, like number <laughs> point number. All right, go go ahead. Give you give percentiles. How about a percentile? All right, do percentile, sure. What's what's your percentile? Oh, jeez. Uh, for this game, I would have to give it like a. Uh, oof. I'd have to give it like a a fifty-seven percentile. Yeah. I, I was I was kind of leaning, uh, you know, fifty-five, sixty, uh, per- percentile. Uh, I I do think there's a little bit to be desired here. Um, and, and to clarify for everyone, that's out of a hundred percent. Yes, out of out of a hundred percent. So it's it's getting basically, you know, a, a six uh, on a on a ten score. I I I may not a six. It's a fifty-seven for me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I'll go lower if it if it means not hitting being rounded up rounded up to six. I'll go lower. No, 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 it's fine. I would say this is little, it's not a great game. It's not, it's not a good game. It's an okay game. That's, that's kind of how I would, I would put it. I might have to go lower. I, I, I think like (laughs) 51%. Okay. Is is probably because it's, I, I can't even say that this is an okay game. It's a game that should be avoided right now. Yeah, like like I would say about four hours in, three to four hours into the game, you're gonna feel bad that you bought it. Yeah, and the the price is what? What is it right now? Twenty, 20 is bucks, it? I think. Twenty bucks. Twenty or twenty five? Yeah, maybe a pass. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a definite pass. It it's not gonna be in. You can find enjoyment in the game. But for half of the people out there, you're not going to enjoy this. Yeah. First off, you got to be a Souls-like fan. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be majorly disappointed. Yeah. And, and then even then, if you're expecting Souls-like refinement or quality, you're just not going to get it here. All right. That is our review of Morbid the Seven. Acolytes, so we'll continue on with the show. We have some new game announcements. Um, first off, we're hitting uh, Nosha. Is it Nosha? Invades the Nintendo Switch early 2021. Uh, this is on RPGFan.com. Um, among your space crew is a single imposter, an alien who shouldn't be there. The question is, who is it? Uh, in Nosha, you decide. You decide. Just that in this quirky visual novel originally released on the PlayStation Vita in Japan. So this is a, um, we're seeing a lot of these right now. And lately, I think the popularity is increasing on these, these visual novel RPGs, basically dialogue trees. <laughs> that's, that's basically, I, that's what I call them, but. They are 
everywhere on Steam. Everywhere. Yeah. Like they're, half, they're... half of the games, new games that release on Steam, are visual novels. Yeah. Like literally half. Like, like I said, they're they're gaining a lot of popularity. They really are. And this is set for the Nintendo Switch sometime early 2021. Um, and it's it's kind of a you know it's got a different art style than I typically see in a lot of these visual novels. Looks kind yeah, of uh, good. yeah, <laughs> looks looks interesting. And you know, if this is the start of of more PSP games getting ported over to the Switch, mm-hmm. yeah, keep them coming because the PSP had so many great games, and more importantly some of the best RPGs out there. A lot of RPGs. A lot. A lot of Square. Square and Sony really love the PlayStation uh, Vita and Portable. They had two different consoles. Vita said, wasn't so good. Portable was really good. <laughs> oh, Vita has that whole island. I, I, I want to know what's going on over there. <laughs> uh, Dark Fantasy Metroidvania Ender Lilies is leaping onto the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Life has a little bit of an article. It's a dark action RPG Ender Lilies. This is Japanese publisher Binary Haze Interactive has revealed its plans to bring the upcoming Metroidvania Ender Lilies to the Switch next year. And again, it 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 it's got a really cool aesthetic, really cool art style. I don't know how it's going to play. It almost reminds me of Child of Light and, and Bloodstained. Like if you were to mash those together, that's what I I that's what I'm thinking of when you look yeah. at this. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. But yeah, it's it looks really cool. Take a it look. It looks good. It's a Metroidvania. I'm a, I'm a sucker for those style games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it actually looks like it plays well. So yeah, this is something to keep an eye on. Uh, especially for me, because this is this is the kind of game that I'm I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that is called Ender Lilies. Uh, we got one more to the moon follow up. Finding Paradise announced for the Switch. Now, to the moon is uh, basically I'm going to call it a uh, isometric visual novel. There's no combat in into the moon. There's a lot of dialogue in there, but again, you're kind of playing out. This 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 game again again it's pixel art isometric you're kind of playing this all out uh, with just just dialogue I did play I did play to the moon it was an interesting game um, but again it's it's in that it's a different take on the visual novel there's a little more interactivity it's more ex- there's exploration element yeah there you go bingo uh, so this is the second episode um, of to the moon of the to the moon series called finding paradise and it i don't see a oh spring 2021 so coming out soon before you know it'll be here all right so do we have any upcoming rpgs uh, maybe in the next week or so what do we got let's see uh what is today okay Anything worth talking about right now? <laughs> I don't know. I see one with a grid, but I don't, I don't know if it if it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just 
very briefly go over these. So we have Isolation Story, December 22nd. Um, not sure what this is all about. Again, it looks like it might be another visual novel. Uh, again, in the To the Moon, in that same kind of exploration-based visual novel. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. That is $9.99. And um, I don't know. Anything else? Have you looked? Uh, the Dungeon Limbus one looks like a uh, a be a decent enough um, uh, roguelike. Okay. Or ju- just a straight up rogue game. A, a dungeon, you know, the old school dungeon crawler. You move one space, enemies yeah. move one space. Type thing. Yeah, let's just say it is going to be a tough week for Nintendo Switch RPGs. Actually, I, you know, I'm I'm looking at that Dungeon Limbus one. I'm gonna say this: if there is hope this week, that's probably the game. And it's it's the 28th, so it's not even this week technically. It's uh, we got 10 days, uh, but but you you're probably right. In the next week or so, maybe even two weeks, that might be the only the only one. Um, yeah. And it's published by Trues. They're the ones who do, do the Animus um, games or publish the Animus games. So this was probably a mobile game, if I had to guess. Dungeon well, Limbus. Uh, we we did we briefly talked about it last time we had a podcast, but Monster Sanctuary. Uh, turns out the reviews are out for that game. That game's good. Yeah. That game's real good. So. Yeah. Yep, um, I'm talking to, I think it's Elinza that's doing it for Switch RPG, and she's having a really good good, good time with it. So I think there's a lot of promise for Monster Sanctuary. If you're into those, those monster hunting, uh, hunting games, or monster collecting games, not hunter games. <laughs> um, so yeah, Monster Sanctuary looks like it, it'll be pretty good. And it's, um, it's fairly inexpensive. I would say $20 is probably a good pretty good price for that yeah all right cool so let's uh let's get some news real fast like in the rundown bravely default to the final demo is is out again so the demo has been re-released you can actually get if you're into like the nintendo point system they have platinum points they have gold points gold points can be redeemed for money towards buying games and the platinum points are basically used to you can get some physical items digital items and on nintendo.com but they they have some other purposes too but you can get 100 free platinum points by playing this demo um and they've done some improvements to it i think no it's it's different it's actually the uh the opening uh chapter to the game is the demo well, there so, you go. So, so there's reason to play it then. Yeah, it, it it's a it's the the first cut of the game and what the legitimate game is going to be like. So, it's uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like a, a prologue of sorts. So, if if you don't like what's on that demo, then probably this game ain't going to be any better when it finally releases. So, this will be very. Uh, if you're on the fence on this game and need need a nudge in a direction of yes or no, get the demo. I'm actually going to get this demo and and 
and fire it up. And because I'm on that fence of of getting it or not. And yeah. if I don't like what I play in the demo, then I'll probably not get the main game. I'm into the Bravely Default games, so I'm probably going to get this game. Now, the, the, the bigger question, I think, for me anyway, is does the progress carry over to the full game? I'm not seeing that in this article here on NintendoLife.com. I haven't seen it anywhere, actually. So the incentive for me to play this is very minimum because I don't want to waste my time playing the demo and not have that progress carry over. So yep. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I may, I might just play it. That's just, just the me thing. So who knows, but yeah, you get, get that demo now. If you're playing Hades, uh, you may want to know that cross save support is now live for the switch. If you remember playing, there was, I think it was on the bottom left where it said something about cross save or some, something for that purpose i think i think it was the bottom left anyway you can play uh cross saves uh on the switch with pc yes sorry with pc now why not with xbox or playstation uh it's not out yet it isn't on yeah i don't i don't think it's out yet on uh xbox or, P or ps4 or or the new ones the, the new ones the new ones all right. So yeah. Cool. You got the cross save support there now. All right, next we have Scott Pilgrim versus the World game complete edition coming out January 14th. That's real soon. Very very soon. Are you a yeah, fan of these? Are you a fan of these games at all? Have you played them? Uh well, it's just one game. Uh and oh, okay. this yeah, this is basically the uh the all the DLC type stuff all packaged together. That's uh, and this game was, uh, I guess, no one really thought it was ever gonna get released again because it got pulled because of licensing issues. Either way, it's kind of like uh, Double Dragon uh, or River City Ransom, uh -huh. uh, and it has and it has the RPG uh, level up mechanics uh, that is very similar to River City Ransom. So it's it's a beat 'em up game, and as you defeat enemies, you get you can collect money, and you can get money in other ways too. And then you can use that money to go into like stores and buy food, and the food you buy gives you permanent stat increases. So the money is your experience, but it's also how you can buy stuff. So so you get the money, and then you use your money to buy stuff that makes you better. Interesting. This sounds like something I'd really, really enjoy. Um, I absolutely love the movie. And it's um, got four-player co-op. Online, maybe? Uh, I didn't do the co-op online, but I think it is online. Okay. So, yeah, Ubisoft has confirmed the release date for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Game Complete Edition. Uh, you'll be able to get your hands on the game Thursday, 14th of January. And it's going to be available... Only digitally. This would seem like the the uh one of the games you'd want to have physically. Like I think you could just do so much with this game and, and all the little stuff that to come along with a physical game. Right, uh cool. you could, but I think 
that those licensing issues that they had is probably yeah. the reason why they can't do physical. Oh boy, dang licensing issues holding everything up. Okay. Next, we have Persona 5 Strikers coming to the Switch February 23rd, and we got a little trailer for this. When did we get the trailer? Was it any? Was it for an event, or we just got it out of the blue? Might have been out uh, of the blue. What's that? Might have been out of the blue. Yeah. I'm not sure when it, when it, uh, the trailer came out. Okay, um, but there it's coming out physically as well. There's uh, Steelbook editions, all sorts of digital deluxe editions. But this was also one of those games. I think you had mentioned it before we started hit before I hit record that this was one of the games that was coming out in Japan, and everyone was like, "All right, when is it coming out?" And uh, for us here, and you know, we finally finally got it. So hold your hold your dang horses, guys. It's coming out February twenty third. Pretty soon. Very, very soon. So yeah, you can you can pre-order physical editions. I'm surprised they're actually doing physical editions for this. I didn't I don't know. Persona just seems like a niche thing to me anyway. And then Nah, this this is definitely <coughs> deserves a, a physical. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but it has all these other things. Like it has a digital deluxe, it has steel books, it has all this other stuff. Yeah, but a game like this that you know is gonna be gigs in size. My personal preference is to have it physical because, you know, this is this is a luxury of the of the switch that other consoles, a feature of the switch that other consoles don't have. Like yet the games, because it's on cartridge, you don't most of them, you don't actually need to install on your local storage. Right. So you save yourself on buying new storage. Yeah. And hopefully we see a new, because this is one of those Musu games, right? Omisu games, the warrior type games. I, yep. I think I think with Breath of the Wild, they're they're kind of doing something a little different with their games. They're they're a little more story intensive, and this one almost seems that way as well. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like the direction that they're kind of going. So very cool. All right, so we did have an Indie World Showcase this past week. And we had no news for us. <laughs> I mean, there was some interesting stuff. Like, we had Among Us, you know, announced. That's kind of a, a big game right now. Um, you're into, are you into some of these other games that were uh... announced? I I have the original Super Meat Boy, so they they finally announced the Super Meat Boy two for the Switch. Uh, that I would play that, but I'm not gonna get it. Yeah. But if it, if it ends up being super cheap, and if I'm jonesing to play a game like that, then maybe. But there's been so many precision based platformers that have released since the first Super Meat Boy. That oh my goodness, I've already played so many of them and really good ones like Celeste that mm. I don't think I want to need to experience Super Meat Boy forever. Spelunky, I'm definitely well, Spelunky 2 more specifically, I am definitely looking forward to because I missed out on the first Spelunky and I heard lots of great stuff about it. And Spelunky 2 is also great and I haven't played that yet, so I'm excited for that one. That's the one that I'm really excited for. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that you have something to be excited about. <laughs> but I don't know. I just and and Grindstone is another one. Yeah, Grindstone does look interesting. I think of all the games that might might even be. I think that's just more puzzle based. That's not an RPG, right? That doesn't have RPG mechanics in it. Yeah, it's a very actiony puzzle game, but yeah. it's not. It's it's not an RPG. Yeah, we we were left in the dark. Unfortunately, yeah. Cyber Shadow and does you know look what? interesting. Cyber Shadow, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's made by the Shovel Knight people, or or at least published by the Shovel Knight people. So that I'm super excited for because Yacht Club Games they made Shovel Knight and uh, they they do quality and they can deliver. So right, and apparently if you scan your amiibo, like it, you can get like some of the uh move sets of what Shovel Knight can do, like like the pounding on people and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know. The the rest of the stuff is just a little bit too meme or just not meant for me. Like cat games. There's not one but two different cat games. The very, very valet and the time game, uh the happy game. Like like these are not they're not for me. Yeah. At all. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh the Tunche uh could be interesting. It just doesn't look like it's gonna have the polish uh for me, but that could be a game I could get into because you know it's a beat 'em up, right? Yeah. So that's like uh that's like everyone's uh comfort food right there, our beat 'em ups. I just wanted other stuff. Johnny, <laughs> it just wanted other stuff. It it was a very disappointing indie, though. This is probably the most disappointing indie, unless you are an Among Us fan. That's a big deal, right? That's a very big deal. Well, my my kids are, and I immediately had to buy two copies of that for my kids. But yeah, that's it. The children, though, <laughs> they're not me. Anyway. Moving on, uh, the Game Awards also happened. The Game Awards. Um, did you were you were you able to watch the Game Awards? Yep, I watched uh, it. Okay, uh, I I wasn't able to fully watch it because I I also had my tabletop session that night, so I was just kind of keeping up with the the winners and the losers. Any 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 thoughts on anything? I mean, it was it was yeah. just different, right? It was different. There. I, I actually, it was probably the most enjoyable version of the Game Awards. But it, man, just way, way too much Hollywood people there. Way too much propaganda, corporate selling stuff, stuff. And I get it. I get it. But why do we need Hollywood people there? It's it's just so like. Because they're Shut gamers. Up. They're gamers. They're not gamers. They're, they're not gamers. <laughs> they're, they're gamers. Not, <laughs> they need to go away. Like, we don't need... Vin Diesel can stay. He's fine. He's got credit. Right? <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Vin Diesel's like a hardcore... Gamer? Hardcore don't say it. I hate that word. He's a DM. Oh, I know that. Yeah, he 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 can beat ET. Not only does he play ET, he knows how to beat that game, that garbage game. Yeah, 
Vin Diesel's legit. But for like all the other Hollywood celebs that that show up there, like get out, get go away. We don't need you. I don't need you for anything. I don't want you in my life ever. And and every time <laughs> you show up in my life, it makes me vomit a little bit. A little bit. All right. <laughs> so there was a little bit of vomit that happened uh, during the game was, but I do like this uh, less showboaty presentation. Yeah. Because it was less showboaty, showboaty than last year. Yeah. It was less pompous and less less of being full of itself. And it seemed like it could get through the 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 fluff faster and show gameplay trailers, which is really what it's all about. Right. And it showed a lot of gameplay trailers. And by the way, I was right. My prediction was right. What? What are you talking about? I said that there was either going to be a Metroid thing or Perfect Dark at the Game <laughs> Awards. That was that was a complete shot in the dark. It wasn't. It wasn't because there was rumors of Perfect Dark, and I nailed it. I nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh man! And I like what they're doing with it. They're they're basically doing a complete reboot of yes, the Perfect yes. Dark franchise. It needed that, right? You you don't want to go into an old franchise, um, just kind of doing the really like the same thing, right? Just make it a new, like make it all new again, you know? Make it re reimagine it from yep. the ground up. Don't forget the core of the first Perfect Dark, because sure, still to this day, that is my favorite first person shooter, no question. That's it, right there. Perfect Dark. Mm -hmm. That game is absolutely fantastic. It is a perfect game. <laughs> perfect, perfect first person. <laughs> now, what are your thoughts on uh, the winner of the best RPG? It was uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. That's garbage. Hot garbage. Yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have won that. No. Yeah, I felt I like get were... why, but it it shouldn't have won. Yeah. I mean, I've heard people say that's not even really like an RPG. I mean, I've never played it. I wouldn't know. But that's just what I heard. What, that Final Fantasy is not an RPG? Final Fantasy VII Remake is, is kind of a weak, weak RPG. Oh, it's, it's totally an RPG, but yeah. it's, it's very linear. Very linear. Um... It's chap. It, it plays out in chapters, so yeah. there are sequences, and then at some point you can kind of go back and forth in chapters. And especially okay. after you beat the game, you can replay all the chapters and finish up all the side quests type of stuff. Um, but yeah, there's it. It's kind of weird too. It's like the earlier part of the game is more open ended for you to do free roaming and exploration type stuff, and then it. It has like two main where there's a lot where it like widens up on options that you can do for like exploration and side quests. And then it narrows into like a corridor of very linear events that occur. And then it widens up again. And then it goes back into another corridor. And that's it. Like you go through that to the ending. Nah. Well, it's too bad. It's it's a very good experience to go through. It's definitely a, a well done 
game, it doesn't live up to the hype at all. It, it falls very short. Okay. Well, that's who won RPG of the Year, but we had there were a lot more announcements than, again, I think it's just the format um, allowing for it. Uh, but we, like I was saying, we did have a Monster Hunter Rise with a new trailer, uh, and they also announced that they're getting, we're getting a demo uh, coming up soon. I think that's saying uh, it's going to be available. January. Yeah, January 2021. So that's uh, hopefully soon, sooner rather than later January. Well, that's, uh, so- that's a whole lot sooner than I thought because the game's going to release uh, in March 26th. Yeah. So we're going to get a demo. We're going to be able to play that game two months maybe maybe more uh mm-hmm. earlier than than the release of the game that's super exciting i can't wait yeah. to for that demo to come out i can't wait for the game itself to come out it looks incredible that new trailer was just really hammering in like you're gonna fight so many new monsters so many weird monsters and existing monsters are back this is a definitive Monster Hunter experience. It just re reaffirmed, yes, this is definitive. This is what you know about Monster Hunter, plus all these new gameplay elements that we're adding in with the weird spider web slinging mechanic thing <laughs> that you can do and get very vertical, which is, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, there's a lot to this new game that's coming out. And they've also, since the Game Awards, have been releasing a lot more gameplay of certain weapon types, certain they've revealed two new monsters, I think at some point. So they're, they're kind of trickling in a lot of information um, on us here, but guys just leave us some surprises, please, 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 please. Uh, There's so many monsters in a monster hunter game. Like revealing the monster doesn't, you know, one or two here, there three, even if they revealed 10, there's going to be another 30, 40 more. Really? <laughs> there's so many, there's so many monsters in a monster. Hunter. Also, when, when they reveal a monster that there's going to be color variations or, or like subtle, uh, like one might have like a crown or, or a mohawk or something like that. Like there'll, there'll be like subtle changes and that causes a fundamental difference in fighting a monster. There might be like a monster that was electrical and now it's fire. There's a monster that was fire, but now it's ice. Oh. Uh, so there's like elemental changes and stuff like that. It's the same monster, but very different fight. There might be some similarities in the uh, in the move set, but there'll be enough differences in the move set that you have to kind of you have to learn it and treat it, handle it as a very different fight. Yeah. And then yeah. also where you fight monsters, which environment you're in can make a very big difference because there's uh in previous games there's been volcano environments so you have to worry about heat damage there's been ice environments so you have to worry about cold damage there's been environments that have uh poison stuff all over the place so you got to worry about that oh yeah i'm wow. excited excited oh march can't come soon enough right no i can't well january for the demo yeah, January for the demo, but you know we won't get our hands on the full game quite. I yet. wonder if the demo is going to have a uh, online functionality. I'm wondering if the demo is going to carry over. Uh, that's always one of my things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to carry over. Oh, 
That right. I can almost guarantee. I'll still play it. Because <laughs> if if it because you want to know why is because Monster Hunter the, the one problem that Monster Hunter games have is that they are so slow on getting to the good stuff. And if you if they do a demo of the opening stuff, they're basically doing a demo of the worst stuff possible. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they'll just put you into a few fights and call it a that's day. Usually, that's usually how they're... Because I've played multiple Monster Hunter demos. That's usually how they are. They start you off with some some gear... Uh, some set of gear or multiple sets of gear with multiple weapon types, yeah. and they say go against this monster, and then no. you hunt it down and do all that stuff. You don't if it's your first time, you're not gonna know what you're not gonna know what you're doing at all. <laughs> That'll be me, but it'll be great. Awesome. Uh, we did have another announcement that I kind of wanted to discuss here. Uh, Ruin King. We talked about this. I think it was the last episode. Ruin King: A League of Legends Story. Uh, gets a gameplay trailer. So we hadn't had a gameplay. We had an opening cinematic or a cinematic trailer. Now we have some gameplay uh, from the guys, Airship Syndicate, who did uh, Battle Chasers Night War. Um, I'm going to be honest. This was really, really disappointing. Really? Yes. Why I love that? I love Battle Chasers. And, and, and I don't know if you recall... I wanted Ruin King to do. I wanted Airship Syndicate to do what they do best in in a in a Battle Chasers game and bring it over to Ruin King. But I didn't want them to replicate it almost exactly. Like I see, this is essentially a different paint uh, coat of paint on Battle Chasers. Yeah, like, it looks the combat looks identical. The combat is game. almost identical. The overworld is almost identical. Um. <laughs> it's just it's just the same. Like I didn't want the exact same thing. Like they like they did Darksiders Genesis, which is a total different thing than than Battle Chaser. So I'm like, all right, what else can they do? Um I did like Battle Chaser, but I didn't want the same thing. I wanted something different. This is just I don't know. It's just this it's just so disappointing for me. Oh man. That's not good. I mean Visually, it's got everything I liked. I love the kind of the hand-drawn type of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, Joe does a really good job with that. It's just, again, it's just more of the, more of the same. And they, they could have done something different, and they didn't. <laughs> um, and, and, like, the, the world seems, like, what they showed off, the, like, it just seems empty, like the overworld. Uh, and that's kind of what Battle Chasers was, but again, it was their first, you know, their first game. Um, oh man, take a look at it, guys. Let me know what you think. If you at all like Battle Chasers, I mean, maybe you'll like this because it's essentially the same. But anyway, that was Ruined King. Certainly ruined for me. Disco Elysium, the final cut announced for PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Xbox Series. X, Series S, I'm just going to go through the whole thing. Xbox One, PC, Stadia, and the Switch. Finally. Yeah. This was announced so long ago that it was coming to the Switch. This that was in, It was in either an Indie World or a Nintendo Direct that was coming to the Switch, and we still have it to wait. It almost feels like it was last year it was announced for the Switch. Yeah, so, so, so long ago. Uh, so yeah, it, this was... Go ahead. Oh, and this one game of the year last year. 
Yeah. Right? Or or even or was it RPG of the year? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. RPG yeah, yeah. of the year. And it shouldn't. It should have been Fire Emblem. Just putting yeah. it out there. Should have been Fire Emblem. Although, I'm okay with this game winning it. But Fire Emblem should have at least been a nominee. Either way, uh, yeah, now it's finally coming to the Switch. So we're getting a Game of the Year RPG mm-hmm. for the Switch in March of uh, this upcoming March. Yeah. And we're getting the same edition that everyone else is getting, hopefully. Uh, the Final Cut is uh, what it's called. It's Final Cut adds full voice acting to the game, uh, various NPCs, as well as new guests and areas to explore. Uh, you can take a look at the trailer on the Disco Elysium YouTube channel. Oh, sorry. I need to make a correction. Uh, the The PlayStation version is in March. Uh, the Switch version is sometime in summer so yeah apologies so yeah so it, it is a bit of ways okay yeah we're getting a, a delayed release here well that stinks uh but i mean it is it is for all intents and purposes it is a pretty good rpg from what Let's i've heard how much they're charging for that collector's edition <laughs> no where, where, 250 oh. Wow. Yeah. What and they don't even have like they don't have it all sorted out, right? So they don't have everything that's getting included for for all of that. Uh it says a bunch of stuff. Innovative layers of the ID premium box. It hand painted mind totem vinyl sculpture. It says a bunch of stuff. Like you really I mean does that at all look like it's worth two hundred and fifty dollars? No. No, not no. at all. I, I mean, I've seen other collector's edition for $250 that are well worth it. This, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. It it might be because it's a limited, it's a limited run that, that might have a lot to do with it, but I don't know. That certainly would be a collector's edition I would go for. Oh, it's fine. Look, they charge $250. If it sells, it doesn't sell. It doesn't impact me either way. I don't. I don't. I no. do not care if they sell it for five hundred or for five dollars. It doesn't matter to me. Right. Although, if it was five dollars for for the collector's edition, I probably would have scooped it up. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have too. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for the news. Uh, we have our main topic to discuss, which is. Uh, we did a review. Um, now we're going to go for uh, our most anticipated 2021 RPG, as well as our 2001 Nintendo Switch RPG. So we're going to give kind of a, a mix bag here of our most anticipated RPGs coming up for the for next, next year. For the next year, yeah. Yep. You have uh, you have four. I Let's got four. Yep. All right. Yeah. We well, got we five. well we have we have one that's the same. So we got a dupe. A duplicate. You're, you're deleting your dupe. No, I'm not deleting my dupe. You just say right. say the dupe your dupe last. So it'll be like it'll be like one of those things called a segue. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save my dupe last. Please. Uh, all right. right. Well, all right. So I'm going I'm to go with games that. Um, so I'm just going to announce all my games. 
Oh, oh, oh I guess I'll announce one more time. All right. There's two games that are definitely we know for sure is coming out this year. And yep. then there's two that are likely to come out this year, but there is a very slight chance that they won't. Okay. So, uh, the one game, and I'm going to call this out right now, and this is the game that's on both our lists okay. because we just talked about it. It's Monster Hunter Rise. Mm-hmm. We're both super stoked for it. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be your first Monster Hunter experience. It's going to be my, like, gajillionth Monster Hunter experience. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And we are going to play this game together. Okay. I'm I'm down with that. Might even record it, stream it. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Uh, there's so many different weapon types. I usually stick with Lance or Gun Lance. I might do that again because I just love Gun Lance so much. <laughs> I just love making like cannon explosions in the middle of combat. It's just so <laughs> cool. And reloading my Lance. <laughs> you like, you slap it... it on the ground and like bullets, empty shells fly out. Yeah, yeah. It's a big lumbering thing, right? I mean, all those, yeah. it seems like all those weapons are big lumbering things, but. Yeah. Well, it's that in a big giant shield, so it's like it's like the tankiest setup that you can do. Lance is a bit better; you're you're more nimble as a tank with the same protection, but Gun Lance gives you the firepower. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I I, I, I we got two ends of the spectrum, right? Like you said, you got the experience. You're gonna be teaching me. I'm gonna be like a young Padawan here, and yep. um, hopefully, I learn f- good things from you and not bad things from you. Uh, that's the best way. If you're a newcomer to Monster Hunter, the best way is to have some some Jedi teach the Padawan. Okay. That's, that's right. what. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right. All right. Another game that I've talked about so much, and I am so stoked for this game because this series has been stagnant for so long. Not that they haven't been releasing games, just the games that they've been releasing has just been kind of run-of-the-mill. And this is the new one, and they clearly took their time with this one. Brand new engine, all that stuff. And that is Tales of Arise. It's definitely coming out this year. I am so excited for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not coming to Switch. But, oh man. Oh man. I cannot wait the game looks incredible absolutely incredible they're taking the the this is the new generation of tales games and i don't mind if they riff off of this new game and and the engine that they're building it off of as long as it does well Mm -hmm. uh and works well uh i don't mind if they riff off of this for another like three or four iterations because you know (laughs) this this will be the the new uh, foundation for tales and I, i'm just so excited for it yeah i'm actually excited for for this one uh, as well I, I i wasn't too into the last tales of experience that i played uh in tales of Hesperia. I, I wasn't much of a fan of the combat there but this one just looks very very different um and we actually got some news as of three days ago saying that tales of arise enters the final stages of development uh, uh. Oh yeah. So that gives you more of an indication that it probably will come out 2021. 20, Hopefully, you know, obviously sooner rather than later. But 
they do say that they're planning on releasing new information in the near future. And and there's been so many Tales games on Nintendo platforms. The very first Tales game in the entire franchise started on a Nintendo platform. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's in all uh, a good portion of the major Tales releases have been on uh, the Nintendo platform. Tales of Symphonia was yep. first released on the GameCube. Uh, it's it's been incredible. Uh, there was a questionnaire that went out to Tales fans where Namco asked uh, asked a bunch of the the Tales community uh, what their favorites of such and such within the franchise is, and the number one voted combat Tales combat game where where they loved that combat system the most was of course Tales of Graces F. And like, like I, I'm like clapping. I'm like, you got it right, fans. <laughs> the community got, we it, got right. it right. We got it right because <laughs> that was the correct answer. <laughs> what would be two? Would it be Fantasia. The uh, well, now we're going into my opinion type stuff. I would say the next best combat in Tales is probably Abyss. Okay. Abyss has a really good combat system. And then I would say uh, Vesperia. Vesperia is really good too. Yeah. And then and then we go into like Berseria is really good. It's not the best, but uh, Berseria is really good. And then Symphonia I really like. I did not like Zillia. Zillia was kind of a letdown. And then I would go with like Destiny. And I would put Fantasia uh, closer towards the bottom, just because it, <laughs> it was the first one, so there wasn't there wasn't like there were all learning. the nuances and complexity there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, what do you got? What do you got next? All right, now these games, uh, I know one of them is most likely going to come out this year, and the other one is questionable, but it's been in development long enough that I think it's also going to come out this year. So, uh. Shocker, Breath of the Wild 2. And this is, by the way, Breath of the Wild 2 is my number one out of everything coming out this year. That's my number one. By a, by a lot. It's a sequel to the greatest game ever made. It's a sequel to the greatest RPG ever made. It's a sequel to <laughs> the greatest uh, adventure, action, exploration, you name it, game ever made. Uh, it just it just was the number one in so many different categories. It's absolutely fun- phenomenal. It's it is the RPG that all other RPGs need to uh, learn from and and try to reincorporate and capture the magic that was Breath of the Wild. So I just absolutely can't wait for it. It's going to be incredible. If only it was an RPG. Now, what I really like. Um... <laughs> about the about breath of the wild is like people are still like discovering like new things like i saw a youtube video um i forget exactly what it was but like people are just exploring and like doing different stuff like and discovering new stuff all the time um it's just it's just crazy like with like the amount of experimentation people people are doing with breath of the wild it's awesome to see yeah yeah so it 
looking forward to it. And then the other one, uh, just because I never played, and this is a remake, a complete remake of the very first game in the franchise. I've only played uh, the sequel to it. They never made a three, although they have expanded the franchise into the Bioshock uh, type of uh, series, which is very similar to what this is, which is System Shock. Mm. This is the very first System Shock, and it's being completely remade. I am super hyped for it, because I definitely want to play the first System Shock. System Shock 2 is absolutely incredible. It continues pretty much immediately after the first System Shock. And yeah, I just I just want to experience an updated version of the System Shock world and of the villain. Because to me, System Shock 2 and System Shock uh, have has the best villain, one of the best villains in all of video gaming. Like, end of story. One who, of the best. Who is the villain? Is it isn't it like an AI or? Uh the villain. Uh, I don't. I kind of don't want to say. All right, then it, don't then don't say it. Don't say it. It's a little bit spoilery, so I don't want to say. Well, there is a demo on Steam if you wanted to. It is an that. AI. It is an AI that okay. doesn't that doesn't give away anything. It's an AI, but uh, yeah, it, it's just well done well implemented and they did the same trick in bioshock and stuff like that yeah. and everyone praised it and here i am like yeah, system shock did it first <laughs> <laughs> they did it first they did it better <laughs> so you know maybe maybe you should play that game mm. as well if you if you're praising bioshock right yeah like i don't know if you heard did you play the demo on steam uh, I believe I did. Yeah, I, I think I downloaded okay. it and played it. It was very short. It was running. I think they switched the engine because I think that one was running on. I can't remember if it was like Unity or Unreal is one of them. Okay. And then they made an announcement. This is a while ago. And then they made, made an announcement that they're switching engines. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Wow. Yeah, no kidding, huh? And the demo, the demo is like basic. There was almost nothing there. So well, it yeah. wasn't. From what it, it says, it's more like a proof of concept. Yeah, it looks like it's a pre-alpha, basically. So yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, what else you got? Oh, that's it for my uh, for my most anticipated games. I mean, I could have selected a whole lot more. Yeah. But I kind of left it a relatively limited list. So what? Yeah. What's on your list? Well, I also have Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, for the for the same reasons you're excited, you've you've gotten me excited. I've always wanted to get into a Monster Hunter game. I think, though, the, the Monster Hunter game that we have on the Switch doesn't really do anything for me. And this just looks so different. It looks new. You know, it looks refreshing. It looks really good. So I'm really kind of excited for for Monster Hunter Rise. And yes, it will be my first true experience for it. I mean, like I said, I've tried the other ones, just not for me. Uh, but this one look, does look different. Uh, another game I've, uh, this was a Kickstarter game for me. Uh, I kickstarted it. I think it is coming out in 2021. It's called chained echoes. Chained echoes is a pixel art turn-based RPG 
um, a la like Chrono Trigger, um, just not set in. It's like more high fantasy, uh, but there are airships and and mechs involved in it as well, so you can update um, or modify your your mechs with augmentations and airships. You can modify cannons and have sky battles and and whatnot. Um, but yeah, chained echoes. The music is really really good. Um, if if this isn't on your radar, it it definitely definitely should be i think the pixel art is done well it's kind of like your secret of mana pixel art uh but it is it is turn turn based uh men menu driven of, of course uh there are no random random battles which is nice to see uh every your enemies are placed on the map although there are some enemies that are unavoidable but anyway uh chained echoes is definitely one of them uh, another again, another pixel art game, a la Chrono Trigger. Is, I don't, I don't know when they said this was coming out. I thought it was 2021, but now that I'm thinking of it, I think it might be later. Uh, is Aiden Chronicles? And now I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look that up. Anyway, um, again, this was another Kickstarter game for me. It blew up on Kickstarter. Did did amazingly well. Um, and it's it's uh, akin to a lot of the Suikoden games, or Suikoden 1 and, and 2, maybe. And I'm really kind of digging what they're doing here. I, I think the it's the HD 2D thing, uh, but done maybe a little bit better than what Octopath did. I don't know. Yeah, uh, this game's not coming out next year. Uh, Aiden? Yeah, no uh, way. Okay. Well, just... just forget i said anything then okay um but okay maybe i was hopeful i was hopeful so forget aiden chronicles but please just do take a look at it um another game I heard it. what's that are you, are you talking to me or, or to the audience no i'm talking to the audience keep an eye on it guys uh another game not for switch and even aiden chronicles they did there was something weird in there because maybe because of it is coming out 2021, they said we'll release it on a Nintendo Switch platform. Maybe then, if they even have maybe the Switch Pro or the second iteration, whatever it is. Uh, so it maybe leads me to believe that it might be a little bit later. Anyway, uh, Elden Ring is one that I'm really really excited for, and we haven't even seen gameplay for it. Yeah, we, uh, we have no reason to be excited for it, what? yet we still are. Are you nuts? Of course there's reason to be excited for it. <laughs> um, it has one of the greatest uh, authors behind it. Um, hopefully he finishes this one. <laughs> George R. R. Martin is is helping um, write the game. I don't know where they are with with in terms of development, um, but I'm hopeful that they're they're close to being done that way we can see some gameplay as well as play the game in 2021 uh it's just it's it's from is it from software uh now that now yeah. i gotta look yeah yeah, yeah it's, from software yeah so it leads me to believe that it's going to be some sort of souls like uh type of combat and that itself has me super super excited we may not get another dark souls game uh we may you know this this might be it this might be the next one I mean, it looks like it's. It leans visually, on just from the trailers. Uh, mm. Visually, it looks more like a. Um, I would say it's closest to Dark Souls, 
yeah. than to any of the other uh, more modern Souls-like uh, from software style games. Yeah. So it's it's definitely not not riffing on uh, Sekiro. It's not riffing on Bloodborne. Uh, Dark Souls, I can see the argument there, uh, but Demon Souls kind of looks like the closest one, which is pretty much Demon Souls and Dark Souls are very close to and one I, another anyway. Yeah, and I'll be honest, this might even be a mixture of Sekiro and Dark Souls. It, it kind of has that that uh the japanese uh, a lot yeah. more japanese influence uh, uh in, in i wouldn't it. say a lot more i wouldn't say then, that. then typically than what uh regular dark souls has i would say yeah because dark souls has a lot more western elements for a, a japanese development so i don't know All right but i i don't see you don't see that, that much okay uh you know eastern you know, Japanese influence in this. There, there's like one shot of one kind of samurai-looking armor. And that's it. That's it. There is a segment. They do show a... I think it's gameplay. They do show a... I mean, it looks straight out of Demon Souls and Dark Souls. A character in armor with a big giant shield wearing like antler horns walking so i think they're gonna lean towards and also there's another shot of a of a lady snapping on a a prosthetic arm Mm -hmm. of some sort uh but the arm i can kind of get thinking maybe that's a, a sekiro type of uh thing but what if you look at what she's wearing for a helmet and if and what this character is wearing for a helmet with the with the antlers, I'm thinking they might be leaning more towards Nordic. Yeah, man, we're we're getting so many Nordic games. It's like cyberpunk games and Nordic games. Like, come on, give us a freaking break. Oh, it it's probably going to be neither of those things. <laughs> I think most likely this is going to be its own world. Yeah, I hope so too. But man. Just the 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 trailers themselves, like they they give me so much, and it's what the Dark Souls world is, right? So much of that horror or gothic type of stuff. It's just so so awesome. I love it. Anyway, so that might be a game that might not come out in twenty twenty one. Another one that may or may not come in twenty twenty one. See, the, here's the thing though, like our lists. I mean, your list essentially is is a lot of what I'm excited for. Aside from System Shock, I don't have any nostalgia with that. I really, it's not a really a me thing. Um, even Bioshock, I can take it or leave it. But your list is essentially my list. Um, I'm just compounding that with games that are really, really, really far out of development. Uh, sea of Stars is my next one. Sea of Stars is again another Chrono Trigger inspired pixel art. Turn-based RPG. Uh, again, this was another Kickstarter, uh, another one that broke Kickstarter at at the time. Um, I love what they're doing with the lighting here. Uh, I forget uh, who are the folks. Oh, Sabotage Studio. That's who it was. Sabotage Studio. They're the folks who did the Messenger, and this is kind of set in the same universe, except it's a very obviously it's a very different type of game. Um, 
I don't know. I just think I, I, I like the look, look and feel of it. I think it's got a really good studio behind it. I'm kind of excited to, to play. I like a lot of the mechanics, game mechanics that they're implementing in here um, with the brother and sister uh, protagonists. Oh yeah. The game, the game looks incredible and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm excited for this game. The moment you, you told me about it and I saw it, especially it's lighting engine and it's artwork. It looks like something special. Yeah, and that's what really sets it apart from even the other games, like the the lighting lighting effects um, that they they put on there. And I think that's just so important. That's just something that really makes pixel art stand out uh, from your basic, just kind of ordinary pixel art game to something that has kind of like dynamic lighting, like some of these games have. I, I I just think that's just sets things apart from the crowd. And I wish more pixel art games had the the uh, the time to do it or the budget to do it because it really makes things look so much better. Um, but I'm not sure when this is coming out. I'm hopeful that it's 2021, but I think it might be 2022, but we'll see. We will see. Sea of stars is the name of the game. And that's going to be it. Very, very cool. That's going to wrap up today's episode of this Switch RPG podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, send them in at podcast at switchrpg.com or you can hit us up on Twitter, whatever. Uh, you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on the app, please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up the charts on those platforms so your support there would be amazing and finally remember you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your rpg needs on the nintendo switch until next time see you later